Hello and welcome to another episode of the Men's Wear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker, and today I'm talking to Seb Brookers. Uh, I think I've got his name right. When I, I asked Seb, do you pronounce it Brookers? He goes, no, it's Brookers. I'm like, well, it sounds like my name, Brooker. He goes, yeah, but it's Brookers. Anyway, I called him Seb, and Seb is the CEO of Pearly Shoes. And before I bring him in, I'm going to tell you a little bit about them. Pearly stands for men's dress shoes with ultimate comfort. Dress shoes and boots that you can wear comfortably all day long without having to compromise on style, quality or design. Sneaker comfort, classic design. And Sepp is going to tell us all about the uh, the patent technology that goes into these shoes. And to tell us about Pearly Shoes in his own words, here is Sepp Brukus. Pearly is a responsible men's footwear brand that provides dress shoes and boots with the comfort of a sneaker. Uh, the idea is really simple. Uh, we want to provide our customers with dress shoes and boots that you can comfortably wear all day long while just feeling like you're wearing a nice pair of sneakers. And we did this. Hmm? No, sorry, please go on. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, we did this by taking all the things that make our beloved sneakers uh, as comfortable as they are and simply put those in the dress shoes. And think of all-around soft cushioning, a leather-removable sneaker footbed, an anti-sweat breathable insole, a newly designed patented outsole, and a new type of softer and uh, more flexible leather lining. Um, all in all, this process took more than three years and many samples, but the feedback from our customers is, is really great. And um, and that's obviously what we're doing it for. And how did you get this off the ground? Did you crowdfund? Did you invest personal capital? Um, I can be very honest about that. Part of the initial capital uh, for starting poorly came from our own savings. And part of it came from a bank loan that we're very fortunate enough um, to receive fairly quickly, fairly easily. So we were very lucky to have enough resources to build a good product from the ground up um, without having to compromise on quality. Uh, our asset to equity ratio is actually very healthy since the value of our assets substantially in- exceeds uh, the amount that we borrowed. So probably it's very healthy. And that's, I think, very important. Uh, I'm personally not too fond of having uh, too much borrowed money in a company and just borrowing money whenever you feel like borrowing money, to be honest. And so tell me about, uh, well, Seth, tell me about yourself and how you kind of, your personal skills and you taking those skills into Pearly Shoes. Yeah, before I started Pearly, starting Pearly, I was actually not working in the footwear industry at all. I'm, uh, you can hear from my accent, I'm Dutch. And I also grew up in Holland. I studied law and economics there, and I worked as a tax lawyer for a couple of years uh, before I started teaching at the university that I studied at, which I still do part-time because I just simply love it. Um, and while being a lawyer uh, meant that I was confronted with the problem of buying comfortable dress shoes, and that's where the idea came up. And no matter how expensive the shoes were or whatever brand I could choose, there were simply no shoes on the market that satisfied my satisfied my needs, especially with respect to comfort. And we're all, especially um, younger people, are all used to wearing sneakers all day long, whenever, wherever it suits them. And there is just a simple, yeah, there is just a level of comfort in those sneakers that you cannot or that couldn't, weren't um, mimicked by dress shoes at that time. 
And so you were finding it hard to be comfortable in your work environment, mainly because outside of your work environment, you were like, wow, this is really comfy. I can just rock around all day in my sneakers. But now I feel like I'm putting on a costume when I go to work and those costumes are dress shoes. So uh, were there no shoes around that you could find that would, that would square that circle for you? No, yeah, to be honest, I looked, um, I, when the ideas started to come, I, I went to Paris and shoe shows. And for example, in Milan, we looked at all the different shoe shops in the big cities, but we couldn't find anything even close to what I wanted uh, to make. So in that sense, the idea was unique. Um, but then, of course, it, it's still the problem of whether it can be made. Um, so that again took us a few years uh, from uh, multiple samples to a final product that satisfied, satisfied our needs um, so that it was a very exciting uh, a very exciting process so you know what you want you want a very comfortable dress shoe but so where mm-hmm. do you start do you um you're saying samples do you where do you visit the factories where are they made um uh, initially, yeah, we visited all these uh, these fashion shows, um, and we made some initial samples ourselves, and I thought it could be done. Uh, but of course, producing it on a larger scale is something else. And then we found a small uh, family-run third-generation shoe factory in Portugal uh, that was willing to try our idea out um, on a larger scale. And after many samples, we came up with a shoe that was actually like we envisioned it and it's really amazing uh, that uh, we can we are able to combine their traditional skills with our design ideas and our technology because many other shoe factories just did not dare to undertake it so uh, we we had a little struggle finding uh, a suitable factory to produce our shoes because um, also this also applies to italy the shoes are made dress shoes are made for uh, for Hundreds of years on the same um, production methods, um, and our shoes just take a few steps extra to produce them and to make them more comfortable. And that's something that shoe factories are just not used to. So um, yeah, that was again an exciting process. And so, what what is going on in this shoe that makes it so different from other shoes and makes it so comfortable? Um, uh, when I first had the idea, I just got open a Nike shoe and just looked at whatever was inside. Uh, I did that with more shoes. Um, and, and then I noted all these different things that I couldn't find in the dress shoes. Um, for example, a big part of the comfort is in the cushioning uh, that you can find, especially at uh, the heel of the shoe, but um, in principle, in, in, a, in a nice sneaker, it's all around. Um, you have the, this, the footbed that is of a synthetic material that is much more um, cushion as well. Um, the insole that is anti-sweat in most cases. Uh, the lining that is made to be much more flexible, much more softer. Um, so uh, and, and all in all, we took about 10 points from uh, the sneakers and we incorporated them in our dresses. How come all dress shoes aren't doing this, Seb? I mean, you'd think it would be priority number one. Yes, they've got to look good, but 
B, they've got to be super comfy to wear. So how come they're not all putting in these extra paddings around the heels in the footbed? Why do you think that is? Uh, well, it's just not only, of course, the padding uh, we designed and created and patented a new outsole as well. Um, so it's not just all about the cushioning. Um, to be honest, I have no idea. I was in Porto uh, last week um, and at the airport, I looked at uh, a few of those larger brands um, that make dress shoes and dress boots. And it's uh, for me, it's striking that they don't do it at all. Nobody does it, actually, to be honest. Um, and that's good for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So what's going on with the outsole? So you've got something patent pending, you say. What is, uh, what, what is so unique about the outsole? Well, uh, um, if you look at the outsoles of, of sneakers, of, of other types of footwear, you see that it's nowadays, the uh, last 20 years, it's synthetic materials uh, that are uh, molded. Um, and we wanted to combine that technology with the strength and the durability of classic leather sole. So we mixed it up a little. Um, and um, and then we, we wrote the patent for it, uh, which also was a very nice process. It took me hundreds of hours uh, and a lot of patents are, uh, that I read in order to, um, uh, to make our own, um, which was really, really, really nice to do. Wow. So... I guess, I mean, how many of you are in the company now? How many of you are at Pearly Shoes? Uh, we have uh, four people in the company and, of course, and a lot of retailers. Um, but those are, of course, not our own employees. Um, so we are with four or five people. But I guess at the beginning, you're kind of the one-man band with all this. So you're, you, you can't go and tell your PA to go up and, and look up patent pendings and go down to the patent office and just pull the files you're doing all of this on your own yeah uh, it must have been a huge learning curve for you what was the most satisfying part of it well uh it was it was of course a very <laughs> very steep learning curve the nicest part was uh, when you look at all those different um patents um you see certain elements that keep coming back across all these different patents um, especially the large companies, they hire very expensive patent lawyers. And then also you see certain wordings, certain phrases coming back uh, throughout all patents. And those are just things that you can easily use. Um, of course, the phrasing, it's very important with patents. Um, so that were all things that we could use in our own patent. Um, but it's really nice to see that there is some structure across all these different things. And so you've got it cleared now? This is your own? Yeah. Do you get yeah. a little certificate at the end of it? Does someone well, come it was, <laughs> it was actually, we received a large letter and it was um, a state secret. It was classified as a state secret. Um, so <laughs> I don't know why, but... Uh, they deem it very important, I guess. What does that What does that mean? A state secret that no one can see the ingredients of this pattern? Yeah, no, I, I, especially I think for when delivering it to our own property, uh, that nobody could look into the letter. I think that's the most important part. Okay, well, it must be very exciting. Yeah, <laughs> and, and very rewarding. A lot of time, as well. But very exciting. How much do you think that would have cost in lawyers had you had you uh, farmed that out? 
Um, I think between five and ten grand, <laughs> so more or less. Nice. Well, um, Seth, one question I do like to ask uh, pretty much all the founders and the, the trailblazers that come on the show, as well as you know what it's like to get a great product off the ground. What what do you do with regards to sustainability? Is that something that you're conscious of as a brand? Yes, uh, we find it very important to be a sustainable brand, to be a durable brand, and therefore all materials that we use, including our packaging paper, our velvet shoe boxes, everything we use is sourced from within Western Europe only. Uh, this not only ensures the best quality, but it also helps limit our environmental impact, uh, which I think, which we think is very important to limit. Um, in addition, we support a good cause, uh, ranging from UNICEF to Foundation of Plant Trees all, about, all, around, all around the world uh, with every shoe that we sell. Uh, so uh, responsibility is a choice and it's a choice that we are eager to make and that we find easy to make. Um, so it's very important for us to be sustainable and to be responsible. Nice, nice. Well, uh, it's, uh, it must be a great feeling walking around in your own shoes. <laughs> it is, it is. And uh, I actually uh, sold some shoes to my students as well. Oh, great. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really nice. It's really proud feeling to have a product that you can actually wear and use yourself um, because we ourselves, of course, are most critical customers. Yeah, I've just thought of the name for your next book, set. It would be called something along the lines, I have walked a mile in my own shoes. Something like that. that. <laughs> well, you should walk. I, I haven't, you know, I'm throwing spaghetti at the wall. Mm, but, no, uh, um, yeah, definitely, definitely something like that. I could turn a phrase that I can't quite think at the moment. But. <laughs> um, so you then, I mean, look, I'm, I'm also a bit of an IT guy. I have a couple of e-commerce sites on the go. Mm-hmm. Do you have a hand in that? Do you put that together, or is that yes. something that you outsource as well? Outsource. No, we, uh, which also, also took a lot of time. We build our website, both our Dutch website and our international website, which is available also in the UK, in the US, in France, uh, in Germany, for example. We created that ourselves. Uh, so again, we looked at the major um, footwear and fashion brands in the world. And then we decided that we want this and this element, but we don't want this and this element. We want it done differently. And so it was a puzzle um, that took us, I think, about six months to a year okay. to create our own website. And it's, of, of course, contr- uh, continuously improving. Um, but I think it's it looks really great. It's, it's easy to use. And... Um, no complaints about it. Yeah, that's one of the good things that I like. I, I don't disappear down any cul-de-sacs where I'm kind of like, oh, how did I get here? This is not what I wanted. It's you know, <laughs> image strong. So what advice would you give? Like what kind of platforms do you use? And, and without naming big brands, I suppose, what did you like most about other sites that you wanted to implement in your own? Um, it's actually funny. You see that many of the sites, many of the big sites, they change fairly uh, rapidly and yeah. so uh, three months from now they may have a totally different um, homepage but what I found consistent is that it should be simple it should be clean and it should have a clear message and our example um, our shoes are made to be comfortable 
they are made to be uh, worn all day long. So we, in our marketing, it's important that we show that to people and we have um, pictures of, of people running and people uh, jumping and all, all these different types of, of exercises. So that's something that we find very important to be on the homepage. And it's all about selling a story. Um, and our story, of course, is comfort. Yeah, no, I, I did get that message on the site. I, I did think that there was no ambiguity as to what the message is. And uh, I like, I like there kind of a lot of action shots, you know, guys jumping, yeah, doing yeah. board kicks and, and stuff like that. It's, it's nice. It's an interesting place to hang out. And Thanks. Are you now looking to go into bricks and mortar at any stage? I know you said you have some retailers, but are you looking to maybe set up your own flagship stores? What's the next move? Sure. Uh, we're currently for sale for a number of channels worldwide. Um, we have uh, retailers in, for example, Netherlands, uh, US as well. Um, so especially in the US, we can't complain. We just launched, launched there um, a month, two months ago, and we already have a few retailers across the uh, the east coast so that's really really nice and uh, we can't complain about that um maybe um, i'm not entirely sure we want to have actual brick and mortar stores of ourselves um uh, because that of course also has a lot of risks uh, perhaps if we have grown a little bit more then it's certainly a possibility but for now we are really looking uh into selling online further and uh, via retailers because of course they are also brand ambassadors in a certain sense um, that they have that they have the ability and the money to sell your story as well yeah and are you looking to maybe add to the range next year oh or? of course yeah what you mean range in in, in in products or range in, in retailers and, and channels in products Yes, uh, we have actually uh, a new collection coming in within a few weeks where we added uh, multiple styles, especially the Chelsea boots. Those are um, uh, very, uh, very good for a company. We sell them a lot and the feedback is just really positive. So we added a few Chelsea boot styles uh, to our new collection. Um, we added some Derby styles, we added some Oxford styles. And next week of next week and next year, we are planning indeed to add maybe 10, 20 different models or collection as oh, well. Wow. Oh, fantastic. Well, we'll certainly be keeping an eye on the site as, uh, as they get updated. And you can sign up to the newsletter when you go on the site. That'll, I'm sure you'll be updating people that way. Pearlyshoes.com, P-E-R-L-I-E. We'll leave all of the links over on the show notes at Menswear Style, of course. Um, Seb, wonderful talking to you. Thanks for taking time out on a, on, a, on a morning like this to get on the blower to me. Uh, I'm curious to know, you, you mentioned at the beginning you were obviously part of the lawyer fraternity. What is your favorite lawyer film? Is it, is, is it A Few Good Men? Has to be, right? Um, yes, but I also like Suits. It's not a film, of course. But, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a Suits fan. Never seen it. I get told all the time I've got to watch it. You should, you should. Well, half the trouble for me is convincing my other half to watch stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I actually have to go to the cinema on my own today to watch a film because I can't get it mm. with me. So, um, yeah, it, I'm kind of hamstrung by what, uh, what she wants to watch half the time and I can't persuade her to watch uh, Suits. Much like Mad Men, I couldn't get her to watch uh, Mad Men. Yeah. So, you know, so, so 
the cornerstones for other people are slipping me by. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> I need it. All right, Seb. Listen, great talking to you, and uh, mm-hmm. best of luck, Brand, and and uh, look forward to seeing more of the new ranges in the new year. Thank you. The pleasure was all mine. You've been listening to the Menswear Style podcast. Be sure to head over to menswearstyle.co.uk for more menswear content and email info at menswearstyle.co.uk if you'd like to be a future guest on the show. Finally, please help support the show by leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Until next time.